The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening to us there on your radio or your otherwise digital listening device at supertalk.fm backslash Corinth and look up the uh, uh, connection there to the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba. I don't know what uh, description they use these days for it because, you know, my kids are out of the house now. Mm-hmm. My dad used to call it going brain dead. <laughs> and my kids, you know, the ones that are college age and graduating, by the way, I have one graduating from college this year yeah. or th- actually this week. Yeah. So congratulations to me. I'm going to be rich in the next year right. or two. You know, no car payments, mm-hmm. no cell phone, no insurance, no mm-hmm. rent, no food, no yeah. education. Yeah. My goodness, south of France. Well, that is until they decide to go to grad school, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Quit, quit, quit being on your realistic parade. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's raining on my, my parade. So my dad used to call this thing uh, brain dead, and my kids, when they were at home, they used to call it zoning out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever caught yourself in the middle of the day, you know, just kind of daydreaming or you get super hyper focused on something and then you finish that thought and you really don't have anything else to to kind of come into your brain for the next few seconds and you think for the last two or three seconds i really haven't thought about anything and that felt good Mm -hmm. huh i do that sometimes watching the news it's it's easy to do watching the news you know you turn it on they talk about some escaped convict Mm -hmm. from another state or something and I'm convinced they're mm-hmm. not headed my way, and, and I quit watching that, and they're still talking about that. So what am I doing for the next minute until they come up with something else? You know, with the onset of technology that, that we've had over the last, really, 5, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and the ability with uh, TiVo and video on demand and that sort of thing, right? Uh, you know, you can be sitting and watching television and completely zone out, oh, yeah. is what I would call it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now you can't uh, necessarily turn to your spouse or significant other and say, hey, what just happened? What did they say? Because <laughs> they ain't listening either. Huh? Well, they might not be listening. They'll say, just rewind it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or if you, you do rewind it, they say, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You know? I was into that yeah. one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Catch me up. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason I, I talk about the brain dead and zoning out thing and, and allowing your brain to rest, first of all, I think. We ought to allow our brains to rest a little more than we do. I think I think you're absolutely right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Because as you said, with the onset of technology, I can be in the middle of a thought and think of something else, and boom, I can mm-hmm. be at a website thinking about that. And then I ask myself, what was I thinking about mm-hmm. before? And then I go to another thing, and then the phone rings, and then a text buzzes, and then an email comes in, and then I get my Twitter alert, and I haven't rested. And you're you're constantly on. I am. Right? And plugged in constantly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think, How good would it be like, uh, and, and I know I try to do this as a practice. I'm, I'm not all that great at it at times, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you come home, you put the cell phone away somewhere. Oh yeah. Don't look at it. Yeah. You know, take it out of your pocket and put it on a bookshelf. Right. Right. I'll challenge you. If you're mm-hmm. one of those who are addicted to it, mm-hmm. put it away for five minutes. Yeah. Just stick it in the other room, mm-hmm. put it on silent and see if you can do it for five minutes. Yeah. And try to make it 10 minutes mm-hmm. try to make it a half hour. It, it, I think it'd be good for you uh, just to allow your brain to, to c- calm down. Maybe even have a thought about you. Mm-hmm. You know what's good for me? You know, instead of just scarfing down some kind of food, what would be a nutritional meal that mm-hmm. I could prepare? You know how many people prepare dinner, Bubba? You know? How many pe- how many of your, your your friends and people of your age and and, and of your socioeconomic ilk? Mm-hmm. How many people really prepare dinner together? Very few. I, yeah, I'd say probably very few. I'm 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 the exception to that rule. But, I know. Yeah, it's the reason I brought it mm-hmm. up uh, because uh, I, I think that's first of all, it's great to spend time with your family mm-hmm. that way. But secondly, I think it's good for your brain. I think it's good for your physicality. I just think it's good to separate yourself from technology and do something with your hands mm-hmm. and uh, prepare something, feel good about it. Uh, great. But the reason I brought up all of this uh, brain dead and need to uh, take a break sort of thing, sometimes it's uh, it's something your brain makes you do. So you're in the middle of watching television. And maybe you have seen the thing about the escape convict or you've seen the latest Amber look or you've seen what the president said or what the governor of Alabama did or whatever. And, you know, after a while you get a little bored and your brain just makes you separate. And then the, the boring part of the news comes on, the business part. Mm-hmm. And they talk about what the Fed did. And what the Fed Open Market Committee discussed, mm-hmm. and about in, uh, interest rates and inflation, and and and, and the future, and how they're going to tighten, and who is is a hawk, and and who is a dove, right? And, and you're like, I don't know what all those terms mean mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I just quit because I don't know how that applies to me, right? So today we're going to talk about recently the Fed has announced that they're going up on interest rates mm-hmm. and have already have yeah 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 mm-hmm. what's that have to do with me you know good old boy from down south mm-hmm. what does that have to do with me well quite a bit ah, i think we're gonna feel a, a, a fill a whole story with talking about that and okay. then we're going to talk about how you ought to feel about it mm-hmm. and what that's going to do to your pocketbook so to the kind of preview what we're going to talk about today. You think very many people listening out there are paying interest? I think... uh, Not paying attention to us, but paying interest on loans. On loans or credit cards or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably safe to say that 90% of the listeners out there are paying interest of some sort. Some way. In some way. All right, so let's review the ways they could be paying Mm -hmm. interest. You said credit cards. Credit cards. Okay. Yeah. They could be paying automobile loans. Yeah. They could be home loans. A home like a mortgage. Right. That sort of thing. An equity line of credit. A line of credit. Yeah. Uh, maybe they have uh, one of those cards that's sponsored by a, a department store. Mm-hmm. Maybe Amazon sent them a thing, you know, yeah. and encouraged them to start charging to this account. 
I was at a local department store on Sunday, and I was offered the, the, the opportunity to apply for a credit card, a store credit card, yeah. and I kindly declined. Mm-hmm. And they said, but we'll give you 20% off. I was like, it's not worth it to me. Right. right. Yeah. First of all, I don't want to keep up with that, that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I don't want to have the temptation mm-hmm. of possibly building up a balance and having to pay you interest. Right. I want to pay cash as I go. So we're going to talk today about what it means if interest rates have gone up to you and your house and your pocketbook. Here from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Supertalk Radio. And Bubba, we're talking today about how that higher Fed rates stand to affect Americans' finances. All right, first of all, why did rates go up? Why did, why did the uh, Open Market Committee, the Fed, why did they meet and decide it's necessary? What happened there? Well, let's talk about what the Fed actually does. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think many people hear that and hear, hear the Fed, the Fed, right? And they think that's the federal government, right? Don't they? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? It, and it's a completely different agency. Yeah, it's the Federal Reserve Bank mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And in essence, what uh, the Fed is, it's a bank for banks, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, government oversight, government control, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but what are their primary goals and focuses? Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they really have about three. They they want to um, stabilize prices. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get into how they do that. Right. Uh, they want to um, supplement or help labor markets mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. And then uh, what's the third one that they do? Well, basically, it's to control the interest rates that yeah. banks pay in interagency right. bank right. lending, all that sort of stuff. Right. So and pricing. Yeah. So you, you look at it from the standpoint of, of prices and price increases, mm-hmm. right? Well, mm-hmm. well, how would they uh, affect that? Okay. So banks, mm-hmm. uh, by default, mm-hmm. use and utilize money from the Fed. Right. So they can borrow money from the Fed mm-hmm. and then turn around and, and loan that money out right. uh, at a, a spread. Right. Well, right. whatever the rate is that the Fed charges, mm-hmm. well, that has to be passed on to the consumer. Yeah. Right. So if, if rates go up mm-hmm. from the Fed, rates go up at the bank for loans that they're making there. All right. So let's say and or credit cards and that sort of thing. It's kind of like a trickle down effect. It is. Uh, and so let's say that uh, our Daddy Warbucks uh, uh, executive producer over there, Phil, uh, you know, he has this widget company mm-hmm. that we've invented for him 10 years ago. All right. And let's say that he thinks he wants to expand his widget company. Mm-hmm. All right. He's got a reason to think he can sell some widgets in another country, another state or whatever. He's going to hire more salespeople. He needs a bigger warehouse. Mm-hmm. So he goes down to his local banker. Let's say he went 60 days ago, right after the beginning of the year, and he yeah. went over to see his local banker, and the local banker said, you know, you got a good, pretty good credit rating, and you got uh, really good other assets mm-hmm. here, and you can pledge some collateral. He's a good risk. He's a great risk. Mm-hmm. So we're going to lend you money at 3%. Mm-hmm. That Was that reasonable, 3 I, I would 4%? say 3% was an incredible rate. Okay. At that time, but right. even so. All right, 3 or 4%, yeah. that, that's what they quoted mm-hmm. him. And he said, I, I don't know. Uh, I still got to check with my partners, and I'll mm-hmm. be back. Right. Uh-oh. He's waited 60 days. Mm-hmm. 
Now, for whatever reason that we'll get into later, the Fed has gone up on interest rates. Right. Now he and his partners and his customers and everything have talked, and, and, and he feels like that this is a good thing for him to mm-hmm. do. So he goes back and wants that $100,000 yeah. note. Now all of a sudden they say, well, that's going to be 5%. Uh-oh. Now, as a good business person, what is he starting to think? Well, he's first of all thinking, that's going to cost me more. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more expensive. Am I going to make enough profit on doing this extra widget mm-hmm. venture to be able to pay for that? And he may back off. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that do to the economy if he and a bunch of other businesses double think about borrowing money? Well, it slows things down. Was that the intent? Or part of the intent that the Fed had? It was the intent that the Fed had. Okay. Because they felt like inflation was mm-hmm. going to get out of hand. Right. That there, there'd be a lot of people out there, a lot mm-hmm. of dollars chasing fewer goods, mm-hmm. which means what? Prices go up. Prices go up. So if we kind of control the amount of dollars chasing goods, mm-hmm. because Phil's not going to be buying as much metal and he's not going to be buying as much electrical stuff and he's Mm -hmm. not going to be buying as many lights he's not going to be paying a flooring guy and he's not going to be paying a contractor and he's not going to buy some two by fours why because he's decided not to do this project Mm -hmm. and that had an effect on the local economy but nationally as well and so the fed says you know we need to control this inflation now Mm -hmm. is that legit did we do we have a bunch of inflation in our e- economy at the time? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What did the number come back at eight yeah, percent? I think yeah, seven eight yeah. percent. And a couple months there, it bumped up close to nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, most economists say that even if it backs off a little bit here and goes back and kind of normalizes, we're still going to finish the year probably four and a half, five, five and a half, six percent right. inflation. Mm-hmm. That's traditionally high. Yeah. And have you bought gasoline lately? Uh, have you bought a gallon of milk lately? Especially since the milk wars are over, since we had, uh, you know, I guess the normalization in prices. <laughs> you know, when you get a new grocery store in town, sometimes they'll ha- have a lost leader, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, and offer their milk at 29 cents a gallon, yeah. uh, which is great, you it know, is. for a little while until yeah. the music stops. Yeah, it is. And then things, I used the, mm-hmm. the term a second ago, normalized, and mm-hmm. kind of got back to the way we normally expect it to be, and you, uh, it costs more to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. costs more to fill up with gasoline. It costs more to buy a pair of running shoes for your kids. Right. Uh, things start going up. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a number of reasons that prices have gone up in the last year. Let's think about them. Did we just come through a thing called COVID? Yeah. What happened in the middle of COVID? A thing called the s- supply chain mm-hmm. uh, uh, major incident. You uh, had uh, you had a number of individuals, and 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 by a number, a large number of in- individuals mm-hmm. who did not go into work. And in essence, the economy shut down mm-hmm. for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's still the demand there from, from consumers. For the stuff. For the stuff. That would have been made at Phil's Widget Factory. Right. But if his employees didn't come to work. So the demand was still there. Mm-hmm. The prices st- went up because there was more demand 
than goods that were there, yeah, right? He charged me more for them since he right. didn't have as much in his warehouse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you're trying to buy his widgets and I'm trying to mm-hmm. buy his widgets, then the price of widgets goes up. Price of widgets goes up, mm-hmm. right? And so the people didn't go to work for a number of reasons. Right. Some of them health related, mm-hmm. and so we forced the price up. That's right. In addition to that natural activity of forcing the price up. No new products were being made. Mm. Yeah. So there's not supply mm-hmm. out there. And the next guy who's expecting a, a bunch of widgets to come in, he didn't get them because you and I bought what mm-hmm. Phil had before they even loaded them on the truck. Mm-hmm. And then there's no more being made. And that that didn't just happen in this little burb of the southern part of America. Right. It happened all around the world. Well, and, and I would argue and, and say, take it back a little bit further, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the housing market. Mm-hmm. And the housing market, especially going back to 2006 and seven. Okay. And you had a record amount of supply on the market. Uh, when everybody was doing these ninja loans, everybody thought that real estate was whoa, wonderful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you said ninja Ninja, loan. yeah. No income, no job, no assets. <laughs> gotcha. Right. Um, right. So money was cheap at the time. Uh, you could borrow money uh, mm-hmm. pretty easily, mm-hmm. uh, and and real estate in the housing market was really good. And then you had that crash, right? Right. Uh, and many of the builders mm-hmm. quit building houses. Right. And now, not all we... the builders quit building houses, mm-hmm. but many did. Mm-hmm. But there was this big glut on the market of uh, homes of of. Homes and apartments and office buildings and lots of things at that time. And it's taken, what, 12 years, uh, 14 years or so to work through that glut? Yeah. And now you've got real estate that's at a premium because there's not enough supply on the market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it did a few years to work through that excess supply. Mm -hmm. And then those contractors who Mm -hmm. used to be building those houses went and got another job or went into another Mm -hmm. industry or retired or or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so you didn't have people building. So that added to the, Mm -hmm. now we've got this bottleneck of this demand Mm -hmm. and it's not just for buying houses and building houses. Mm -hmm. It's for rent. Exactly. Because, you know, you graduate college, you Mm -hmm. get married and have a baby, you probably don't want to live with your mama. That's right. And so you go looking for houses or a place to be, and the next thing you know, you got to settle for a two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. And that has forced rent to go mm-hmm. up. A lot of stuff happened over the last few years that caused this inflation mm-hmm. thing. So one of the jobs that you pointed out that the Fed has is to try to control that mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and they can control it by going up on interest rates. Right. Because it has that effect we said would have on Phil and other mm-hmm. businesses. It may also have an effect on your home. Right. You may not upgrade homes. Because mm-hmm. now you have to pay more for this that, that mortgage. For that mortgage. You may not buy a, a lake home, mm-hmm. a second home. You may not buy that uh, travel trailer. Mm-hmm. 
because you may not have $300,000 to lay down and you'd have to go into debt for it. You may have reached a point in your life where you're ready to downsize. Mm-hmm. And although that uh, you're ready to downsize and move to a smaller home, mm-hmm. right? You may have to pay more for that home because there's less smaller homes on the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this has affected the economy mm-hmm. and affected people on Main Street in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And so the Fed says, hey, here, here our job is to try to control this. Mm-hmm. We're going up on interest rates, and we're probably going to go up another time or two or yeah. three or four. Um, and that's coming, and we're now having to plan for it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to help you plan for that here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about these higher Fed rates and how they stand to affect um, America's finances. And talk, work through the dynamics of why the Fed may have decided to do what they did. So, let's talk about how that really affects you and me and all of our clients and the people who are listening mm-hmm. and what you can do about it. All right, so first of all, um, if you're considering buying a home, Will your mortgage rate go up? It will. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't locked in a rate, you know, like a week ago, mm-hmm. your your rate's probably going to be higher than it was. Well, and just looking at uh, longer term mortgage rates, 30, 30 year mortgage rates. Uh, if you go back to January of this year. Mm-hmm. 30-year mortgage rates in January were probably in the 3 to 3.5% range. Yep, I'm looking at them right now. That's exactly right. And at, at presently, if you were to go get a 30-year mortgage rate, you're probably looking in the 5 to 5.5% range, That's exactly national right. average. Yeah, on the 30-year. Yeah, That's on the 30-year. Exactly. That's exactly right. So what's that take? Phil's going to borrow $100 mm-hmm. or 100000 Right. If it was at three, let's make the math easy. Mm-hmm. Is three percent? He's going to pay three thousand dollars a year in That's interest right. alone. Mm-hmm. At five percent, he's going to pay five five thousand dollars in interest. Two thousand. Two thousand dollars. Now broken up by the month, it's not that that big, right? But it could but, make a difference yeah. on what you're going to purchase. Well, you divide or what you're going to borrow, especially. You divide two thousand, mm-hmm. the extra amount, by twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. not five bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a significant amount of money extra right. per month. I mean, how many people have an extra $150 mm-hmm. a month right. that you're paying to somebody else? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're, you, you, you feel like, you know, I'm bringing on $150 worth of milk or groceries or, or, or sod mm-hmm. or right. paying it to this lending institution because mm-hmm. they let me use their money for 20 or 30 years. Now, and granted, if, if you stay on the schedule, right, mm-hmm. then that amount of interest that you're paying every year reduces. It does. And you've got more and more going to principal. Right. Uh, but even even so, you look at the overall cost of the money, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and being an extra $2,000 a year. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to do some rough math here, but uh, let's say it's a $100,000 house. Right. you got a 30-year mortgage. Right. 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 You know, that's going to be, uh, what, an extra $45,000 that you would pay in interest on that loan if you just paid it out over time? I don't know if that, that math is accurate, it's but it's close. probably pretty close. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you walk up to the average person, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're walking around in Mississippi or walking around in Minnesota mm-hmm. and said, uh, you know, it's going to cost you an extra 30, 40, 50 grand. Mm hmm. 
over the next few years to buy that thing. Right. 30, 40, 50 grand is mm-hmm. a lot of money. It is. And that will affect your your household yeah. spending and budget. But it's not that much money if you think about it on a monthly basis <laughs> on what your payment is. Well, my payment's only an extra 150 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. But extrapolated over time, you're looking at some real dollars that yeah. add up. And $150 a month, we mm-hmm. have pointed out uh, how many people are living paycheck to paycheck. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh? You're going to ask your wife to come up with 150? Mm-hmm. She's going to have to work that many more hours? Yep. Uh, you're going to have to work that many mm-hmm. more hours? You say, well, I can do that. I'll just take it from somewhere else in my budget. Mm-hmm. Where? Yeah, tell me where. Hmm? You're going to take it out of your food. You're going to take it. Oh, that went up. Mm-hmm. So not only are you going to be with the same amount of money you were spending last year on mm-hmm. food, you're going to be bringing home less groceries. Right. If you stayed with that budget number. Mm-hmm. And now you tell me you're going to lower your budget number so you can take the extra 150 out of that. Ah, right. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you going to take it out of? I'm going to take it out of entertainment. Well, your family's not going to be that happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, we're not going to go to ball games. You're going to take it out of travel. Well, the price of gas is up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is mm-hmm. real. Yeah, and it's real on the front line for human and America. You know, for for people, sure. for every human, there's a there's a major decision mm-hmm. to be made here. If you're in this boat now, is it not doable? No, it's not not doable. So the other side of the, the token there, right, yeah. that we haven't discussed is mm-hmm. wage increases. Uh, yeah, and I I think that's very important to talk about mm-hmm. uh, because I mean we've seen it in our business, we've seen it kind of across the board, mm-hmm. uh, at, and you know, you and I'm not picking on fast food workers here at all, mm-hmm. but you know the days of going to work at a fast food restaurant and getting paid fifteen bucks an hour where they used to pay minimum wage i mean that's that's a pretty significant increase yeah yeah and it had to be mm-hmm. because the price had of the we're picking on fast food here right the price of all the stuff coming into the fast food right uh in the mm-hmm. kitchen the, the french fries and the meat and the buns and all and the, the oil con- and yeah the condiments yeah. and all that went up so mm-hmm. they went up on their prices while they're going up on right. their prices they also want to keep good workers mm-hmm. so they throw in an extra 10 or 15 cents for the hamburger to be able right. to give you a raise to keep you sure um and so yes maybe you're bringing home more money mm-hmm. but it may not feel like it uh, may not feel like mm-hmm. it Let's say you got a 5% raise last year. Yeah. I hope you're keeping up with inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think, if I get a 5% raise, I'm going to have 5% more money to spend on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, really, you are going to spend that extra 5% on you, <laughs> right? All the normal stuff yeah. I spend on it's me. It's just right? not going to go as far as it used to. I may not get the four-wheeler. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That is the another effect of the interest rates going up. Mm-hmm. Is that you know a lot of people don't have ten thousand dollars to walk in and and write a check to be able to buy the four wheeler. They were intending to what mm-hmm. finance it. Right now that price is going to be higher. Mm-hmm. And oh by the way, everything else at home costs more, including maybe a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I may have to put that off. Right. 
but it may allow the four-wheeler industry to catch up. Mm-hmm. That is the, the reasoning here that, that the Fed and, and those people in charge of, of, of our, our federal government and also the people in charge of major businesses are, are using when they, when they think, you know. So you brought up rate. two terms earlier. One of them was dovish and the other one was hawkish. Yeah. All right. So dovish means that the Fed is going to have a pretty loose or lenient uh, monetary policy. And they have in the past. They have. Uh, over the last uh, decade or so, mm-hmm. it's been a very lenient, loose policy, right, mm-hmm. with low rates, mm-hmm. encouraging and spurring the economy to grow and that sort of thing. Right. And then you get these numbers out about inflation and, and a few other things. They say, oh, wait a minute, you know, things are moving along a little too fast here, a little bit too, mm-hmm. uh, inflationary pressures are, are too high, mm-hmm. so we're going to become hawkish. Which means what? They're going to raise rates Mm -hmm. so that it tries to slow down and dampen Mm -hmm. uh, this this increase uh, in inflation Mm -hmm. over that time period. You know why they use the two those two birds, uh, uh, the dove, Mm -hmm. to talk about not really watching it and 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 being a little easy, right? And the hawk as really watching it mm-hmm. and being on top of it is because how high does a dove fly? Very rarely do they fly that high. Right. And, and are they really looking for prey? Are they really mm-hmm. watching out? Most of the time a dove wants to stay there close to yeah. the ground, straight, mm-hmm. stay close to the covey and yeah. kind of keep things right. Close to the chest, mm-hmm. close to the breast, not really yeah. that. And get into that cutover cornfield, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The hawk is up there mm-hmm. constantly vigilant, yeah, constantly looking, constantly watching. And that's what they're saying is that if we need to be watching this economy really tight mm-hmm. and we want to be vigilant, we're going to act like a hawk. A hawk is a bird of prey. It is. Meaning that it will, you know, search out and find a fish or a, a field mouse or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dove is more of a forager. Yeah. So, right. you know, doves can go out and kind of forage when times are, are plenty and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hawks really have to hunt they for do. what they're going to do. They do. Um, and so economists have long used those terms as hawks and doves related to um, uh, a number of industries, but specifically we're talking about uh, financial um, markets and also interest rates here uh, in, in this conversation. So we're, back to back to me, <laughs> back mm-hmm. to the, 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 the household. If I'm thinking about a mortgage, this is affecting me. Right. What if I have a credit card balance? Well, um, credit cards charge what's known as a variable APR, mm-hmm. annual percentage rate, mm-hmm. which means that they can go up on those rates about whenever they want to. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got consumer credit and a credit card that you're paying 15% on, Ooh. you know, all of a sudden uh, the credit cards companies have every right to go up to 18, 19, 21, 22% yeah. if they want to. Yeah. Because they can use the response, prevailing rates have increased, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and all the more reason for me to concentrate on getting that out of my life. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because paying that extra interest, mm-hmm. as you pointed out before, maybe on blue jeans that don't fit me anymore, right. it's probably not something I want to do as mm-hmm. part of my financial plan. 
So we're going to go to this break here at the Advisors Roundtable. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how Bubba and I use all of these dynamics to put together a financial plan for you despite what's happening with interest rates and uh, what's happening with inflation. From the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about these um, interest rate hikes and the actions by the Fed and how that affects the American family and the American budget, Bubba. So am I going to earn more on my savings? Now, theoretically, mm-hmm. we haven't seen those rates increase very much yet, Okay, but we, we anticipate that. Yeah. However, I, I don't know if you will see it immediately. Mm. Uh, And the reason I say that is because um, banks in general are flush with cash right now. Uh, I had a conversation with a a banker yesterday and uh, talking about retirement plans and existing balances and accounts. And he he said, please move these somewhere else. I've got too much on deposit already. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now uh, there's probably a guy driving down mm-hmm. the highway right now who ran off the road. Yeah. He did not right. believe what you just said. Exactly. The, banks have too much money. In the vault or on deposit. On deposit. Okay. Yeah. How did that happen? And, 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 and what are they going to do? And how does the banking mechanism even mm-hmm. work? Don't we expect them to want our deposits and to pay Phil, Mr. Warbucks over there, extra on his savings to get Mm -hmm. and to attract him as opposed to him going somewhere else? So you've got, number one, a flight to safety, right? So Daddy Warbucks takes money down to the bank and puts it in there because he knows it's safe. Oh. Right? Because he's seen what's happened in the stock market. That's right. Right. And on top of that, rates have gone up, so Daddy Warbucks doesn't want to borrow any money, uh, right? So, uh, therefore, the banks are uh, pretty cash-heavy right now. Okay. All right. And so, they're... The banks want to loan money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, they want to they loan want money. They want to loan mon- money. Yeah. They want a loan. But to pay me interest mm-hmm. on my savings, nah, they don't have that much of an, in- uh, of an incentive right now, That's do right. they? That's right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But if they got to a point where they needed more deposits so that mm-hmm. they could make more loans, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. then they would start paying more for uh, the interest that you would earn on your bank accounts. Okay. All right. So if I have cash. And that's probably an oversimplification. Well, but, but it's a good point. Yeah. All right. So you got uh, Daddy Warbucks over there with his extra mm-hmm. million dollars. Yeah. Uh, is the bank the only source of where he can put that money? and maybe get a little bit more interest. Have bond rates started to go up? Have we seen the 10-year and the 30-year mm-hmm. start to inch up? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe he can find somewhere else to put it. That's right. Right? hmm And so the effects of these interest rates going up, yeah, they affect us on the expense side, and they usually affect us on the expense side, where car loans mm-hmm. and, and consumer debt like credit cards and mortgage rates go up quickly. Sure. But eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to see bond rates and you're right. going to see CD rates mm-hmm. go up. That could be a positive thing for savers. For savers, yes. Mm. For investors, maybe not. Oh, explain the difference. Well, um, I'm going to get technical here. There's an inverse relationship between the price of a bond and interest rates. Okay. All right. 
Meaning that if you own a bond mm-hmm. and the prevailing rates are 3% mm-hmm. and rates go to 4%, mm-hmm. well, you can go out and you can buy another bond at 4%. Right. The value of that bond that you own paying 3% would go down. Right. So people value. who presently own bonds mm-hmm. may see some of the value of their, their bonds go down. Right. However, Phil, now with this mm-hmm. fresh million dollars he has, mm-hmm. and he's trying to determine whether I can get better interest mm-hmm. there as opposed to a bank and CDs, he may be able to buy that 4% bond, right? That's right. That's right. Right? Yeah. Right? And so the the, the demand of his money going mm-hmm. into the market at the 4% yeah. there is a good thing, and it indicates that there is consumer demand mm-hmm. for higher interest rate on, on those new bonds. Right. But those old bonds, people who own those mm-hmm. old bonds, they probably went down in value. Yeah. On paper, on paper, right? Right. Uh, right. You don't lose anything unless you sell it. Uh, and they're typically going to mature at uh-huh. some point in the future mm-hmm. uh, for whatever you paid for them initially mm-hmm. or uh, whatever they're going to mature at. Right? So if Phil had been an investor with mm-hmm. you and you had, and you know, five years ago, he'd brought you a million dollars and you'd said, hey, Phil, given your age and given your risk tolerance, you ought to have a 60, 40 portfolio. Right. First of all, what does that mean? 60% stock, 40% bonds. Okay. And or cash. All right. So let's say he did that four or five years mm-hmm. ago. He's, he's rocked along pretty well. Yeah. And then he calls you yesterday. Mm-hmm. The stock market has had some turbulence. Right. Had some volatility. Mm-hmm. And his million dollars, yeah, three or four or five years ago, mm-hmm. if he put it in, it probably has grown. Right. But let's say it was at a million two mm-hmm. or a million three. And now he may be back close to what he started with. Right. Because you've got a double whammy there, oh. as I'll call it. Really? Number one, the prices and stocks have decreased, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the interest rates have increased. So the bonds that he owned look that, like they're down on paper as well. Do you have to reassure him and say, First of all, this volatility mm-hmm. will probably get through it, and something mm-hmm. will happen with Mr. Putin and right. with Russia and Ukraine mm-hmm. and all that sort of Interest stuff. Interest rates will stabilize. Interest rates will yeah. stabilize. But those bonds and mm-hmm. or those stocks, even though they presently show the values down, mm-hmm. you haven't lost anything. That's right. Because you haven't sold them. Mm-hmm. And at least on the bonds, if you'll hold them, they're going to be worth what you put in they're gonna mature yeah yeah but it's hard to swallow that Bubba it is you've done a really good job mm-hmm. for me you and all those investment managers you chose mm-hmm. a few years ago right. and now the thing was up to 1.2 1.3 1.4 million dollars and and look at where we've been over the last four years okay right so going back to 2018 mm. we had a uh, at, at the end of 2018 we had a war uh, trade war with China yeah. We had a government shutdown, uh-huh. uh, right? So a decrease in value of about 20% in the fall of 18. All that happened about three or five, three and a half years ago. Right. It seems like an eternity. And then we had a pretty good run in the market, and then 2020 rolled around, uh-huh. and we had COVID hit, uh-huh. right? So another 20 25% downturn in the market. Right. Then a pretty good run up. Right. And then now we're right now looking at another 20% downturn in the market. Uh-huh. Goes back to uh, what we've been saying all along. Mm. Volatility is normal mm. in the market. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see volatility mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Are you an investor? 
or are you a saver? So an investor is somebody that looks and says, hey, do I own quality? Mm -hmm. Is this what I really want for the long term? And just grins, bears it, holds their nose, gets right. through it. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. But what's a saver? Well, a saver is somebody that doesn't want to see any volatility. Uh, somebody that wants to know that they're going to get a, uh, a rate of return on the money that they're saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted that rate is not much these days, mm -hmm. hopefully it will go up. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, very little to no volatility. All right. So we went off over here mm -hmm. on the investment side and how right. these invest, uh, these interest rates affect that. But let's go back to the household budget for okay. just a second and, uh, talk about how to plan for that. We put together financial plans for people. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't just talk about their investment plan mm -hmm. but we also talk about their saving and their budget and their income plan mm -hmm. with all this happening with inflation and higher interest rates how do you handle it how do you plan what do you do what does a professional do what do you do at your house it, it really depends on how soon you need money or dollars flowing into you okay so if you're young in your career and you've got an emergency fund set up, maybe you look at these events as opportunities oh. to purchase more, oh. right? Okay. Uh, you know, if you're adding money to your 401k or your investment plan, yeah, you're buying things, dollar cost averaging along the way, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. If you're a little bit older or more experienced, you know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe in retirement and re relying on some of this money mm -hmm. for income, mm -hmm. maybe you take a bucket approach. Maybe you have some money that's very, very short-term, very liquid, mm. that you can get to readily. Mm -hmm. And then you've got some intermediate-term money and then some long-term growth money. And if you're one of those people listening out there and mm -hmm. you think, I have none of that, maybe all this volatility, maybe all this inflation, mm -hmm. maybe these actions by the Fed should encourage you to have some of that. That's right. So that the next time, oh, there's going to be a next time, right? Buddy? There will be. Yeah. Huh? Now, I can't time it out precisely right but probably within the next 36 months right the market's gonna stabilize mm -hmm. and go up then it's gonna have a correction mm -hmm. and it might have a little bit of pullback it's normal normal very normal it's normal for the fed to do mm -hmm. what they did don't get mad at mr powell mm -hmm. you know this is just normal um and obviously we're concerned about whether he goes too far and all that sort of stuff but in the meantime um, stop, think, control yourself, have a plan. Mm -hmm. We hope we helped you a little bit here from the Advisors Roundtable with Cooley and Labus on Super Talk Radio.
The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with SA Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. 